we're back. We are. We're just missing one. He said he'd be here, but we kind of <laughs> got impatient. So <laughs> what can you do? And this will be a quicker one anyway, because I can't stay too long. But uh, you guys can't record earlier in the day. Um, so it's just an overall, we're just in a slammed positioning of timing to be able to achieve these. Uh, I'm just going to say, back? I've been around all day. I've been waiting for you patiently. Oh, okay. Waiting Got for it. when we could all record, but Got it. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. So, um, well, here, let me do an intro and then okay. when he arrives, he'll just be included in this. Got it. All right. Right. All right. So I'm Parker Kligerman. That's Joshua Mendoza. And the guy missing from this intro is AJ Henderson because he's not here yet. And he's tardy for our podcast that we call the Eraser Podcast. Let's get it started. Bam. Boom. Cool intro. <laughs> Even though it's yeah. just the two of us. This is the first time we've done it, this. So, oh, where would you like to start racing-wise in the racing world? Well, there was a big birthday last week. And uh, we are we need to start the celebration the uh, because <laughs> we're already one week late. And that means we now need to extend this celebration <laughs> an additional week. Is this your birthday is, that we're talking about again? No. <laughs> Good try. Um, Parker, how was your birthday? It was great. Thank you very much. Um, don't tell anyone, but yeah, I'm apparently 32, but I still only feel 22. So uh, my theory of 21 is – or 31 is a new 21. 32 feels very much like 22. So I'm thinking I'm just going to keep this going as long as I can. Yeah. Um, there you go. It, so there's a Taylor Swift song for that, right? Should be. If there isn't, she yeah. should write one because <laughs> it's legitimately how it is. Um, <laughs> I don't feel any older. No, none at all. But it was fun. Got to go away. It was cool. And then I got a got a little cold. That's okay. Past it now. Uh, getting past it. Um, and yeah, now we're back to doing things. I think. Um, Racing-wise, what's on my mind is obviously we've got – well, we can get into that maybe later, but the coolest thing is what's happening at Watkins Glen this coming weekend. Yeah. How many different countries are represented in the in the Cup Series? Wasn't it like seven? the most countries it's seven. in NASCAR history are going to be represented yep. in one race this upcoming one race. weekend? Pretty cool, and not just some jabronis showing up from nowhere. You know, you got the 2007 F1 World Champion, the Iceman, Kimi Raikkonen, my boyhood hero, Idol, uh, my gamer tag, and everything was named after when I was a kid was him. And I, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So pretty cool. I was texting with Justin Marks a little bit about when he was doing his test, and basically just uh, he said the guy is impressive really impressive you can tell why he was is an f1 world champion and why he's considered one of the best drivers in the world um i think he got up to speed like insanely quick 
So that's pretty cool. And I think uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Mike Rockenfeller is a good dude. He's one of the others. He's from Germany. He's a 24-hour Le Mans winner, 24 hours Daytona winner, DTM champ. Um, he's, a, he's a cool dude. So I think he'll be good. And um, you also have Danny Kvyat doing it, which is cool. This is a lot of a lot of people finally making the jump from the the Cup Series feeder series in Formula One. So, you know they they're you know they finally got enough practice in F one cars that they feel like they're ready to jump to Cup cars, which is exciting. Um, finally, getting to the top Premier Series in the world. So this is exciting <laughs> times indeed. Well, you know what's interesting is everyone wants to know how they're going to do, and it's like, look, this is not. I, I think it's awesome that all the, you know, traditional F1 fans may be paying attention and NASCAR a little bit more closely this weekend. But they, I think it's going to be great for the newer F1 fans who don't quite understand racing or motorsports in that, like, it's not like other sports where just the best ultimately end up at the highest level, like, because of all the financial considerations and all the things that can stop you in that sense, and the politics – the best aren't always all there. Yes, it's the best that have made it there for sure, but it's not the best of the best. There's better, there's good, there's great race car drivers all over the world in different realms because, you know, they just didn't have the opportunity to make it to Formula One or something like that. So I think it'll be good for them to see that when Kimi Raikkonen is, you know, 20th or whatever he's going to be, um, that like, oh, wait a second. Like this is an F1 world champion and he's run up front and from one as recently as, you know, when he had a good enough car to do it. And suddenly he's sort of a mid-pack NASCAR Cup Series guy. And it's like, well, one, the cars are entirely different. But two, yes, like it's not, it's not like, like I feel like there's people who are new F1 fans who have this thought process of like the F1 drivers are just the greatest drivers in the world. And if they went and did anything else, it's like the NFL where you take an NFL quarterback and put him in a peewee, you know, or a high school football game, he's going to dominate. Same thing. Like they think like that's the situation with F1 and it's just not right. So I, uh, I just think that's going to be interesting for those people to see. And we'll see if they pay attention or if they'll be like, Oh, excuse, you know, whatever, something, something. But I just think that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited to see Kimmy, performing in top tier equipment in the cup series and just see where he's at. Is this another Juan Pablo Montoya moment where he's going to hop in and just obliterate the field? Cause Kimmy's <laughs> a pretty darn good driver. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason why he was around for so long. And I'm just curious to see how that translates to the cup car. And if he's able to just pick up and get the if ball rolling on the, the very field- first, if he obliterates the field, I will eat the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> really? What do you classify as no obliterates chance. the field? I, no, like, I, I want to hear. What do you qualify by a second? Like that's obliterating the field. Okay. All right. So leads, if he qualifies on the pole by the nine laps. tenths of a second, yeah, okay. doesn't count. I'm just if he all right, if he qualifies on the pole, but like if he wins the pole. And leads the most laps, I would consider that obliterating the field. 
and the the chance of that happening. Here, let's just see what his odds are. What are his odds to win? Let's just see. Let, let me uh let me let me pull up NASCAR fantasy and I will let you know what they think it is. Um let's see here. Hold on. Mike Rockefeller has a thousand to one. Cody Ware a thousand to one. Ty Dillon seven fifty to one. Corley Joy is seven fifty to one. So they think highly of Kimmy if he's gonna be listed on here. I don't even see him on the NASCAR bet center. Kimmy Raikkonen, 40 to 1 odds. All right, so that is even higher than I thought. That is actually wild, and it must just be because he's at a track house car, right? Like, absolutely. I There's mean, no other way they would now, have it that. Is, here's the thing. It could rain, in which case this could go wildly in his favor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm – you know, I'm gonna set my lineup right now. I I have Kimmy Raikkonen. I'm gonna play. Well, you have to put him in just for pus, like just for the sake of being like, yeah, I played Kimmy Raikkonen in NASCAR fantasy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're gonna put AJ Allmendinger in there. Let's see. I, I'm making my lineup as we go right here. I think uh, Daniel Suarez. He's he's good. I mean, he may or may not have won on Sonoma. These are the people who I think Kimmy is going to have to beat in order to win. At, yeah. Or even well, he has to beat the whole field. I think well, Christopher Bush way to put that could be a seriously good pick, and they have him. All right, Christopher Busher is at twenty to one. Oh my goodness, I would take that bet all day long. The reason they got so good at the road courses is because he did a tire test up there, and they found something at RFK. I uh, so currently the people that people that the betting people think he has to be is pretty much Chase Elliott all the way. They think Michael McDowell has a higher odds of winning the race than Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, I would put that 100%. That's a that's a given. You would. How would you You not? think Here's what I'm going to say. I I I think Michael McDowell has a top 5 car. I think no, no. he has the driving talent to win. I just don't <laughs> think he has a car that's going to get him beyond 5th. Oh, but okay. You I have, see what you're saying. You have Kimi Raikkonen, who has the same quality car that has won two road courses, road course races yep. this year yep. already alone. No, it's that, so, that is an interesting point. I I see what you're saying. So you're going more on the equipment and less on the deal. I mean, that is interesting, but I don't know. I I here's you, my thing. Who do you think is going to finish better? Michael McDowell or Kimi Raikkonen? I think that oh, is a, a that's fantastic a good one. That's an interesting bet. one. That's a very interesting one. You have a road racer who knows NASCAR, but hasn't been so as successful as we probably hope in road course races in NASCAR. And then you have, obviously, a Formula 1 world champion. I mean, that's a that's an interesting, intriguing one. I think McDowell outrun, ends up in a better finish for sure. Um, I would take that bet for sure. But it is an that's an intriguing question. <laughs> I think head to head, the only so the the thing with Michael McDowell versus Kimi Raikkonen is Kimi is used to open wheel road course racing, where the give and take is the the line of crossing is yep. so finite, like it is clear cut. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. 
Whereas let's take a look at Indianapolis going into turn number one. <laughs> there was no line. It was all on the table. You could basically so, do whatever. And it was considered legal as long as you weren't cutting the course in That's in 100%. Eyes. That's 100%. I'm agreeing with you 100% on that one. And that is my whole point. I just made this point on In the Wall, which will come out later tonight. Uh, whenever, Well, whenever you're listening to this, it came out Thursday night. So the thing is, I think that is exactly what he'll fight, which is we used to always say it's harder. It was easier to learn to drive road courses than it was to learn the nuances of a stock car. In this situation, I think for him, the stock car part actually is a little easier because of the car now, but I think the it's the little stuff. It's restarts. It's the way we race. It's the, the way people will treat you on the racetrack. Like Daniel Suarez said, like, man, he's just not – you know, he's experienced stuff, but he will never experience the level of aggression he's about to experience down in the turn one on a restart. Like he just never will have ever been, mm-hmm. you know, even gone through his mind because he has never gone off into turn one at the highest level of a motorsport and had 12 cars think they can possibly go four wide and gain six spots. Like it's just not, <laughs> not he's never going to experience that. And then maybe go-karts, but not even there. Like you just wouldn't do it. So because there's fenders to get away with it and that sort of thing. And then you add in pit stops, re- you know, the procedures of cautions, all that stuff. I just think that is going to be really hard for him to take in in such short order at the cup level. Like when you're having to use brain capacity to think about the, the, the four, you know, how the race is working, that in the cup level is just opening up a door for people to take advantage of you. So – I think that's his biggest problem. You know, will he be fast too? I just, you know, I, people ask me, I said, look, I think he'll finish in the top 25. He'll qualify somewhere around 20th. He'll practice somewhere around 22nd. Uh, and he'll get in the top 10 on some stages if there's stage pinning. Um, and that's just the way it will go. And then rain totally throws that out though. But that's my thought. That's my prediction. Plus or plus or minus over under 14 and a half finishing position over. Over okay, yeah. So yeah. you think top fifteen is that would be a incredible stellar day for Kimi Raikkonen? A top. 15 I think it'd be finish. an insane day. That'd be an insane day. Okay, okay. If you can show up to the NASCAR Cup Series, having barely ever driven one of these, never driven one of these cars really, except for a test where you got like you know two hours, and running the top fifteen legitimately. I mean, that's that's stellar. Let's uh let's let's rewind. I want to I want to say let's I know hypotheticals are stupid, but I I want to do this. Let's take it back to 2013 when there were two road courses the entire year. Sonoma and Watkins Glen. Do you think Kimi Raikkonen shows up and performs better, way better than he would have than he will this time because there are seven road courses now and it's become such a important thing to learn? No, because that car was harder. Okay. He remember he didn't even do road courses last time in NASCAR because that car was so hard to drive. Um, and he, I believe he went and tested a Robbie Gordon one and like crashed it and just like left. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm done. <laughs> so like, I I think you know that's an entirely different level of equipment that he drove then versus what he's doing now. But you know, I think in the that era of NASCAR was definitely harder than what you have now, and like the teams. There was a huge discrepancy in teams and just inf- there was no data. You know, we still that was still the last just as the, the data was showing up with the EFI deal and cup. And then in terms of like 
truck in Xfinity, you had zero data. It's impossible to learn anything. You know, you just, you needed reps to learn. That was it. So, um, I think that that era was such a harder era for that. And, you know, why do I know that? Because I was trying to make my way into the sport that time as a kid who had come out of oatmeal racing and new data and all that stuff. And then came over NASCAR and had none of that, like, unless we went testing, that sort of thing. So it was way harder. Um, and I think, you know, we didn't have Sims at the level we have now, none of that. Those were just coming online. So then I would say the car would have been really hard for him. You know, Montoya, if we go all the way back to what was it? Oh, seven that he came over. Oh, eight. That sounds about that's. Yeah. Was, did he ever race the gen? He never did. He ever yeah, race he the did. gen four? Yeah, he okay. did because yeah. he started in oh seven. He came over after leaving McLaren oh six. So, you know, that's the height of NASCAR too at that era. Um, and that car, that car, the twisted sister probably sued him, but then he won in the COT. I want to say at Sonoma, right? Forever and was yes really fast, um, but I think you know he'd also become a stock car driver at the time, so he had half a season under his belt. So I just and testing and all that stuff. So I, I think in that era we were still testing a ton. We had test teams. He could have been running laps constantly. That's just a entirely different scenario. Then, then how many races do you think if Kimmy did every single road course for till the end of time? didn't race anything else. How many more road course races do you think Kimmy would need before he would be in contention to win? I think if he just ran all the road courses this year, he would be in contention to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they could so give him a good enough pit crew. Yeah. Really? So you think Trackhouse is going to... No, I just think, you know, it's hard. The, the Cup Series pit crews are really hard. If you look at the time, you know, one of the biggest discrep- things that never gets talked about really, but... The reason a car ends up, you know, running 22nd in points and not P14 in points is often, if you look at it, it's that they have a 32nd place pit crew all year compared to a 18th place pit crew. And over the course of a season, that's one to two positions to stop over a season, over, you know, a race, so on and so forth. And it adds up to an immense amount of points. And so my point being the best pit crews are already with the best teams. And so the, the, even the mid-pack teams are struggling to get pit crews that they believe can be good enough to be cup level, you know, top five, top 10. It's intensely pit crews are a huge, uh, you know, point of competition within the cup series, you know, these races. So that's my point on that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, Kyle Busch last week had the, I think the fastest four tire pit stop we've seen all season at 8.9, which is, and I was calling that stop. And I would just like to say that when I saw it, I was like, wait a second. And so I didn't call it out being an 8.9 because I looked at it and I thought like, well, surely we, you know, and not, I know our graphics people and SMT and everyone do an amazing job. But I was like, maybe we just messed that up. Like, <laughs> I, or I'm yeah. reading that wrong. Like I've read that, like did you do two <laughs> tires. And I didn't realize it. Like were they, like I, they obviously didn't wait on fuel. I'm just like, like two tires didn't make no sense at Richmond, but I'm just like, my brain just went into a pretzel for a second, so I didn't call it out. And I wish I did because then I looked afterwards. I was like, oh, my goodness, it was 8.9. <laughs> Legendary. That is – yeah, that was a that was an incredibly fast stop. I didn't get to see it, but I heard about it. And for most people, if you, if you, if you don't look at pit stops, average, a good – a great stop, nine in the nines. 
10 yeah. seconds, you're doing average. 11, 12 seconds, you're on the slower end, right? Yep. So um, if you can pull that off, you can get nines. Those are great, but you make a good point. I don't I don't think Kimmy's going to have the best pit crew, but my, I'm curious, does Trackhouse give up some of their better members to give Kimmy a better chance because they have both the 99 and the one secured into the playoffs already? Or what do you think? I don't think you mess with those teams. No, you can't do it that way. You know, you, you can't, you can't make that distraction or whatever. So I, I, I would say Justin, those guys would just do it. You know, they have development crews and that sort of thing, and they'll just do you know the best job they can for what they got because it, you can't, you can't take away from your, bread and butter as an organization, as a company to, you know, do this deal. Um, as cool as it is, it's like, you, you know, you can't do that sort of thing. So um, I do think it's just going to, I think it's going to be cool to see, you know, the reaction and comments and that sort of thing from Rockefeller and from him. And, you know, I know Kavit already got in it at Indy, but didn't have – that great a time, but I think it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to see those, those guys thoughts and what the global community pays attention to. Right. And what happens from all that. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see if we, if Kimmy gets out of the car and says, I mean, cause we know Kimmy, he, he says what's on his mind. He's, mm-hmm. I'm curious to say what, to see what he thinks when he gets out of that vehicle for the very first time. Whoa. Hey, wait a oh, second. Oh, a wild AJ appeared. <laughs> Did you just start? No, uh, we've, no been we've been recording for 21 20 minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. So it said zero, zero on my screen. What were you talking about? Well, we, we were mostly did... talking about Parker's birthday. <laughs> no. Oh, dude. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> dude, I'm so happy it was, it was your 10 birthday. 10 days ago. <laughs> you're such a You're such a great guy. So happy birthday. All right, uh, on the count of three, AJ. One, two, three. Don't you dare. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. This is awful. No one wants to hear this. Can, no we, can, we, this. Okay, can we skip to the... Okay, can we skip to the, the, the end of it? Yeah. And many and more... More. On <laughs> channel four. I'm just kidding. I didn't okay. know it went further than that. All right, you get it. There's your daily dose of cringe, everybody. Yeah, cringe. Thank you very much. That'll end up on a YouTube cringe thing compilation. Um, All right. Don't don't influence him, Parker. Okay, AJ, yeah, yeah. Where does Kimi Raikkonen finish this weekend? Okay, he's in a track house car. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel and Ross are usually pretty quick. Um, I'm going to say 14th. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> you literally set the odds at 14 and a half. That is amazing. I said right. over under 14.5. <laughs> That's Wait, amazing. So what did you guys choose? I, oh, you guys doing like prices, right? Yeah. Well, we were, we, I was, cause part, I was like, okay, Parker, what do you think? I, you know, is he? I put him up against. I did a Michael McDowell versus Kimi Raikkonen comparison. Who performs better this weekend? Oh, and, Michael McDowell. Oh, so you are it, you are clearly saying Michael McDowell. He's yeah, running he's in the top me. five in like two of their yeah. course races. 
So, AJ, if you want to know my thoughts, I said he practices around 22nd, qualifies around 20th, and finishes in the top 25. And the reason I'm saying top 25 is because it's all the little shit that adds up, right? The restarts, the pitch stops, uh, understanding all that stuff. Speed-wise, yeah, if, if he is able to qualify in the top 20, I find that impressive. Like, this is... These people yeah. don't realize that these drive like nothing else in the world. Like they do not drive like anything else. So mm-hmm. I I even asked Mike Rockefeller to hop in a couple now. laps. Yeah, when he got to hop in for a couple laps after Kimmy at the VIR test before it rained. And he was like, I was like, you know, maybe like a GT3 car a little bit. And he just looked at me like, this is like nothing I've driven. <laughs> like, he was like, man, this thing doesn't stop. Like there's no, the brakes don't work. I'm like, I, you think these are bad? You should have driven the old car. <laughs> I was like, yeah. those are terrible. <laughs> so come get an Xfinity car. Yeah, come get an Xfinity car. You'll experience real braking, like you know, br- you know, ability to brake, count to your, you know, your parents' age, and then stop braking, and you can turn in the corner. So like, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I like that. Anyway. That's pretty funny that you said – because then he was setting the odds at over under 14.5, and I said over. So you went under. For what I was going to say or where he was going to finish? No, no. That's where he's where he's going to finish. Okay. Yeah. Over. Okay, Josh, do you say an under? I, I think if he can put his arms out and just deal with stock car racing, which I think is going to be the most difficult thing for him to get used to, is the fact that there's bumpers and people are not afraid to use them. I think he can get a top 15. I think he has the equipment and the backing to make it happen, but I think that's a really good day for him. I think yeah. any any misstep along the way, any trying to race conservatively like he's in an F1 car expecting give and take, he is going to be finishing top 20, maybe, maybe like Parker said, 25th. I thought he may be in contention to win if he can figure out the car quick, quick enough. And cause it's a fast flowing track and that's a pretty, that's a good thing to be, you know, as an F1 driver getting into is a fast flowing track. So I think it's going to yeah, be it's fun. Not super. I mean, I guess it's a difficult track, but like it isn't, I don't know. It isn't it, at the same time. It's, it's a, it is a, it is a round. It's like a very circular road course so it's you know you don't it's not a lot of it's stop a and really goes. it's a lot of flows well it's a really fast road course um which i actually think hurts him a little bit to be honest really yeah i would say that hurts him because you know where he's gonna be so good is braking and that sort of thing when he figures out the brakes and you just you're not gonna have that opportunity there except for turn one and then in the bus stop so actually in turn seven a little bit so i, I mean, changed my mind ball. I think he's going to finish eighth. I feel oh, like breaking okay. would be the more difficult thing. If he gets thing. a top 10, that's legendary. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, we've spent almost 30 minutes on this topic. So close. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Well, what else, what else is there to talk well, about since I've won I had one other break. topic in this vein because before I, okay. I probably have to jump. But so earlier this morning, I got pretty riled up on Twitter. Surprise. Uh-oh. Because check Autosport put out this thing. Uh, that says F1's wait for a new American hope looks set to continue in 2023. This is despite McLaren testing out some IndyCar aces, which shows the series still has some way to go to be a reliable pathway to F1. And then 
you can read the beginning of it. And actually, I went on to it because I'm on uh, Prime on motorsport.com. And basically, they said they tested uh, Colton Herta and Pat Ward, and neither you know was good enough to replace Oscar Piastri as the guy they wanted to replace Daniel Ricciardo. And I was like, all right, that's ridiculous, first of all, that it's their talent. I was like, let's not hide behind some veiled talent discrepancy. We all know this is because a majority of the partners on that team are not American companies. There are numerous drivers over here that would dominate any teammate. And this is just, once again, F1 being almost like unashamedly worried about American talent coming into this their series with the explosion of the interest in it from America. And I wanted to write, I can't wait till the next seven time champ is an American. (laughs) Well, why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think they not like, is it just cause like, it's a, that's it. It's like cool to not like America or. Yeah. I think it's a macro, you know, global thing of where, you know, the U S and Americans are not, you know, we are viewed as a, as you know, this global superpower. We think we're the best. We're the is the we're best. The, we yeah. think we're the best. Yeah, and we think we're the best. And they, well, everyone knows that. If and you so look at the, we just never cared. You know, the reason there's no Americans there is that for 40 years we have not cared to measure ourselves on a global stage, and that's why Americans didn't watch F1. They didn't care. Like NASCAR became this, the second biggest in the world behind F1, and it's only in America. Like you know, IndyCar in the late in the early 90s was hot on the heels of F1 and the F1 champ, Nigel Mansell came over here to race an IndyCar full time because, you know, it's just like no one else could, no other country could purely have their own series be as big as we have IndyCar, NASCAR. And now F1 is interested in, or, you know, is interesting to Americans. It's, you know, I think it's very much millennials, which are very in tune with Europe. Um, I think there's a bit of a like, wait a second, they're coming for our playground, right? And that's just, I just, I, yeah, it's like a family mentality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, they, for so long, they have not had Americans in there. I mean, really it's, it's, it's weird. If you think about it, they have a Mexican driver, they have a Canadian driver, but they don't have an American driver, which is kind of, is that not the weirdest thing ever to anyone else? It's, it's just the and fact all that you, well, all you have to do is ask Connor Daly and Alexander Rossi their experiences over there, and you'll know why. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. It I uh, not a fun place to be an American trying to make it. You know, Logan Sargent's doing a great job over there, and you know we'll see how that plays out for him. But it's a it's a tough racket. I didn't read the article. I was going to pay for it because uh, okay. I you know yeah. I don't like reading, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but I have yet to see a F1 driver qualify for the firecracker 400, let alone even make it past the prelim races. So mm. I've seen F1, I've seen NASCAR and IndyCar drivers do it. Have we, so, um, has an F1 driver tried? I'm just curious. Also, I don't ride too scared. Obviously. Also, they can say all they want about. Uh, F1 drivers, but when we did that Logitech thing, if you remember AJ, I whooped up on. Oh Lando yeah, you and William Byron was beating we up on. Wo- whooped up on Lando Norris. So yeah, you want to say this is the best in the world? Number one guy, McLaren. Whoa, he was slower than myself and William Byron. 
<laughs> when was the last F1 driver who's won the Daytona 500? Yeah. Exactly. What about that? Last F. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, I don't have anything else. <laughs> I did see a funny tweet where somebody was like, somebody was like, uh, like one of the quotes in the article is the guy was like, oh, the IndyCar slithering slow on Long yeah. Beach. Yeah. Talking about slow they are. Slow. And then somebody, one of the replies, one of the replies was like, the biggest IndyCar race, the Indy 500 is on the same day as the biggest F1 race where the F1 <laughs> cars get to a top speed of like, 80 miles an hour. It's faster than that. But an Indy car is going 200. The Indy cars are doing 245 at the end of the straightaway. But yeah, you know, slow. Yeah. I just, the whole thing is just so tone deaf and ridiculous. And it's just, I can't wait. They're just, when, when they let us in, the floodgates are open. What's that? You say, well, for the people who are saying that F1 is the best ever and we're driving slow, it's just they're not they're motorsports fans that haven't found out that they're just motorsports fans. They think they're just yep. F one fans. So as they soon just as they find out that all motorsports is epic, um, I mean, it doesn't maybe it doesn't even have to include what just what the happened. Hell was that? What you, <laughs> AJ, what <laughs> did you like, do? I dropped my phone on my desk. <laughs> oh man, oh, he's man. angry. I'm so sorry. He, the, the mere thought of <laughs> I F1 am, I am pissed off. Over this dang journalist talking smack about IndyCar. <laughs> He's about to go throw hands, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Parker, did you watch your uh did you watch the highlight reel from Richmond uh from NBC? I haven't. Why? You have it. Okay. All right. I was curious if you had or had it because uh you know that well, cause he I was just thinking about how he watches the highlight reels for the races that he calls. Oh, and yeah, I, I just secretly think he was just wondering if he made it on the TV while he was there. <laughs> no, I go that's watch, what I, I do. Whenever I do specific like, things, event that's broadcasted. Well, if there's specific things, I'll go watch the broadcast back to see things. If like, did I do that well or not? And I'm like, oh, I did. Cool. So and, and then he'll record it on his Snapchat and send it to his friends and say, hey, guys, I was on TV. Check it out. Hey, check send it, it out, to guys. them. Do yeah. not. Nobody needs to be on TV. I have pure. I am on camera enough to document an entire lifetime in weeks at a time. So, yeah, you need to chill out with that. Yeah, uh, guys. Gotta, unfortunately, I do vacation. have to jump off. Maybe you guys want to finish it now. Just you. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't even know what the hell you guys talked about. You, um, so I kind of want to talk about Ross. From Chastain. this point forward, we can talk about Ross Chastain. But from okay, this cool. point forward, this is officially the Parker birthday celebration podcast. Yeah, dude. Happy birthday. And we're going to celebrate. Oh my God. Even if he's not here, we're <laughs> going to celebrate it. It's uh, this is a, a big time. I'm going to use a I'm going to use a sound effect that I don't normally use. We are going to knock this celebration out of the park. It's going to be fun. It's on <laughs> this, this note. I'm leaving, but you guys have a fun time uh, finishing this thing. Glad to be back. Thank you. In a limited capacity, at least. Happy birthday. And uh, we'll do it for real, hopefully. Oh, no, next week I won't be able to do this. Why not? <laughs> I've gone all week. I have to go down oh. to Myrtle Beach for a sponsor deal for three days, and then I got to go straight from there to Daytona. Sponsor deal? Oh, Myrtle Beach. Maybe we can do it for Myrtle uh, Beach. Maybe we can mm. do it 
Mm. Uh, from a hotel room. We'll try and figure it out. Ooh. Maybe you can do it from the sponsor's uh, you, warehouse company, wherever. Well, in front of the, in front of the series car that you're racing next year, right? Parker Kligerman, two to yet. five, confirmed. Parker <laughs> Kligerman is going to JGR 18. <laughs> confirmed. He's excited to try out the new equipment. Says he's hoping to <laughs> build the experience on the team and help them perform better next year. Can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Wow. So, yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> well, get the hell out of here. All right, guys. So appreciate this. it. Thank you. See Bye. you later, Parker. You. Wait, can he leave or is it going to mess stuff up? No, he'll be okay. He'll leave. He can just close okay, out goodbye. of the tab and right, be I'm goodbye. I'm leaving. Leave. For, what if he didn't? Yeah, yeah just close. Exit out? Just, 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 just. And he thought he exited. You're good. Out. Just, just press the X button on your browser. Close the tab. Well, I told him he could leave. It would be fine. It was not fine. They it broke it. <laughs> it broke. I hope what if we just deleted whole, everything. I hope we have the whole recording. It's going to be real sad if we don't. It looked like mine uploaded pretty quick. So yeah, I think short. I think it'll be okay. Um, so you wanted to talk about Ross Chastain? I'm all ears. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just thought I just that was really the only interesting thing that happened during the race. So. Remind me what happened, because I'll be honest, I was moving all weekend. By the way, oh. welcome to my new humble abode. It's yeah. Wally right now because I haven't put anything up, but and it, it's probably it, also Yeah, it's, a, it's an apartment. Yeah. It, is that uh, a couch behind you or a bed? What is this that? is a it is a couch, so if you come over here, it does so convert into a bed though. It's pretty So you're cool. in like a living room. I'm in my office. I actually have an office. Oh, it's a okay. two bedroom that I use one of them for an office and it's what's that thing perfect. what's that thing on the wall it's like a dark shade this uh, right here yeah that and let me grab it for you it is a actually i won't grab it for you but it's it's a it's <laughs> it's a carpet cover okay. for my wheels so <laughs> i can roll my like, little on camera it looks like something's blurred out <laughs> doesn't that isn't that what that looks like yeah there is a piece of confidential firecracker 400 equipment in there oh snap yeah, wonder what it could be. Could it be <laughs> a timeline? I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means either. Oh, I let's see. So, uh, yeah, Ross Chastain, he sent it. Or I don't even know who sent it. Somebody sent it pretty wide. And uh, Kyle Busch kind of came down a little bit. Ross yes. Chastain went up a little bit. And then he spun Kyle Busch out. Kyle Busch cleared himself. Don't even. Kyle Busch thought he was too wide and came down and wrecked himself off of Ross Chastain's that's, bumper. That some people believe that, yeah. <laughs> that's just the truth, AJ. <laughs> I don't know what to tell did you. Did you even see it? Yes, I did. I actually oh, okay. I was walking through Costco at the time and I looked and I saw Ross Chastain caught up in an incident. I'm like, not my fantasy picks. Come on. <laughs> and so I looked yeah. and yep, sure enough, it Ooh, was him. I made fifteen dollars on DraftKings. Really? How'd you do yeah. that? Uh, I just I picked the team and they did well, and I got I made fifteen dollars. Wow, that's what yeah. team did you pick that did well? Uh, Kyle Busch. Um, who wrecked? I'll just pull it up. I'll pull it up. Why not? Okay. All right. Uh, well, did you see the the Ty Gibbs the uh, Kyle Busch thing? No. What happened? No, you didn't see that. That's Probably. on. I think it's on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. I went back and watched it. Um, are they are they mad at each other? 
I mean, I don't think they're mad at each other, but they had a little scuffle. Ty gives oh, or Kyle moved Ty out of the way. Really, and then Ty, they were racing and really Ty hard. Just Ty moved Kyle out of the way, the next corner, and it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Where is my DraftKings? There it is. Oh yeah. I I was actually filling out my fantasy lineup for this weekend right now. Um You uh so tell me, how has your fantasy picks been these last couple of weekends? I see you've haven't you you're pulling impressive scores of zero. zero. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting zero. I I keep forgetting to do it. Well, and you then, only get so many picks. Oh, I already used up have, everybody. Yeah, you've used up everyone Perhaps. in your lineup. Because so there's probably like Kyle Larson in there and yes. all the big dogs. Yeah, you so need I'm to set your have, lineup. I'm just going to have a bunch of back markers to choose from now. Uh, so my lineup for this weekend is Kimi Raikkonen, AJ Allmendinger, Daniel Suarez, Chase Elliott, Chris Buescher, and Tyler Reddick. That's quite the... That's pretty good. It's a pretty good team. Not gonna lie. Thank you. I'm picking it for posterity sake. I'm yeah. that Kimmy's in there. So um at Richmond I had Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, Eric Amarola, Chris Busher. So I kind of went out on the limb with Eric Amarola and he finished eighth. And he there started like twenty sixth or something. So it doesn't surprise me. He he seems good at the flat flat tracks yeah. like new hampshire and He's stuff like that on short he, tracks i i think of joey logano and him as really good flat track racers so mm-hmm. daniel suarez really hurt me he was like two laps down the whole race he still got 19th though somehow that's good um, if he would have been in the top 10 maybe i maybe could have won yeah that's that's definitely true so have you been watching e-scooter e-scooter no no AJ, when's the next one? The next one happen? You're the one who's supposed to know. E scooter. Okay, you're right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why do we even keep you around if you don't even do your job of e scooter? I'm only I. The only thing I do at e racer is I'm the e scooter analyst, and I haven't done any of it, and we're halfway through the season. Yeah, I. I still don't even know who who the championship favorite is because you're supposed to be the one that's telling us. Okay, the next one is in September. Oh, wait did they did they get they had one? one in August? I know they had one. Did in they? August. It's not on here. Oh, are you saying it like got canceled? Maybe it's not on the the calendar schedule. It said it has London and Switzerland the first two, and then it doesn't have anything until September. It says two BC, TBC, two B. I don't even know what that means. What does the C stand for? TBC? To be... I don't know. What does that mean? Maybe, maybe they maybe they are out of money. Already? No. They're scooters. They can't be that expensive. Let's see. News. ESP... <gasps> ESPN becomes the latest global broadcaster to feature the e-scooter championship. ESPN 8, the Ocho. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Are you for real? The Ocho. Dude. Dude. Wait, is... Hold on. Uh, wait a minute. Dude. Wait, ESPN 8 is real? No. Yeah. 
Wait, eat the, the Ocho? You thought that that was a meme? I thought it was a meme this whole what? time. No. It's always been a thing. Where is ESPN 7 and 6 and 5? I have no idea. I I knew of ESPN, ESPN 2, and there's another one. And then I knew because I knew ESPN the Ocho was a thing because like sometimes on broadcast they'll be like, hey, tune into ESPN the Ocho for international broadcast or, and stuff like that. I I need it. Okay. Now the news this is July fifteenth and sixteenth that was taking place at Porto and Tico and Ganao, Gano, Ganoa, Gano. Uh they uh canceled it. Or they postponed it till later in the year. So whatever that means. Oh, that's not a good sign. Um Yeah. I didn't was didn't didn't say why. Okay, e- what is ESPN 8? It it was it no, it was a meme. It was a meme. ESPN's The Ocho's reference to the 2004 sports comedy Dodgeball a True Underdog Story where e- ESPN started to the tradition in 2017 airing the first 24-hour marathon on August 8 to highlight some of the most obscure sports in the United States and across the world. Uh so it's it 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 originated Oh, so As it was a, a joke. It okay. was a meme, and then ESPN's like law will capitalize on this. Huh. I don't know what I was thinking then. Because sometimes they advertise like a certain channel on ESPN broadcasts. They're like, hey, tune into ESPN something something to like see the international broadcast. And well, I you, thought that, that was it. I guess not. It's, you, you thought it was the Spanish broadcast of, <laughs> of ESPN. Yes. Oh, is that what they say? Is that the international broadcast? I don't maybe. I, don't know. I, I haven't don't seen know. Any, I haven't seen anything on ESPN since NASCAR left. So, wow, yeah. Hashtag boycott. Hashtag uh, ratio. Damn. On ESPN, yeah. Uh, do we have so anything yeah. else to talk about? Um, who do you who are you picking to win this weekend? Oh, um. I think I think Chase Elliott is just he's going to be strong. He knows this track. I think Tyler Reddick is going to be competing up there. I think I think those it's going to be between those two cuz I don't see I just don't see anyone else being able to pull it off. I think it's just too it's too fast of a track. Let's look at let's look at the sports odds. Right now, Chase Elliott is five to one. Tyler Reddick is six to one. That's, Kyle Larson's okay. eight to one. Ross is nine to one. Sindrick is ten to one. Suarez twelve. Almondinger twelve. Blaney fourteen. Christopher Bell sixteen. Briscoe sixteen. Truex twenty. Kyle Busch twenty. Busher twenty. Hamlin twenty five. Logano twenty eight to one. Harvick twenty eight to one. I mean, and we got to go all the way down. Basically, after Kimi Raikkonen's forty to one, it goes to Eric Jones to one hundred to one. Wow, there is a massive jump there. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's... I'm picking Chase Elliott to win. I think he's going to get. I'm going to pick Tyler Reddick three in a row. If my courses. if my fantasy pick for the E Racer fantasy comes out 
and it says Kimi Raikkonen. I'm doing it purely for posterity's sake. Yeah, I might do Kimi too, just for the memes. I don't know what posterity means, but I'll do it for the memes. Okay, it, it, uh, let me define posterity. Um, I don't. That doesn't. All, all it, it's for it says for all future generations of people have you been using that word wrong no no it, it, if, is it there, there's it's like it's like documenting it for future people i think so it's like basically oh, so in time. the future when People look back, they're like, like wait, 2089, what? and they yeah, say that you like, picked Kimi Raikkonen, the F1 famous champion, and then later dodgeball world champion. And then later, raced the in the Cup Series. President of the United States. They're going to be like, wow, Josh was, Josh has got to be in his cabinet. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's, you're right. That's precisely, I'm doing it to get on Kimi's good side. That's good. And I probably, documenting it now is probably going to, mean that people are going to call me fake and there goes my political career oh yeah true yeah all right who is your pick to win uh tyler reddick tyler reddick yeah why is that uh i don't i mean he won the last two you know and uh that's that's really that's basically the only reason we could get into qualifying and he could you know be 38th and i don't know if there's even 38 cars wow I think it was 39. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see. All right. Is that it? Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't, I don't think so. I think we can end it. What a wild, wild train of emotions. Roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. It was just you and Parker, and it was all three of us. I seem like I'm the only one that actually shows up for these podcasts for the full durations anymore. It's. I don't know. What, I, you are the only person so far to be fully in each one, I think. So, you know. I I'm just, I just I, I'm just waiting I, for you to press the end button. <laughs> I um I don't have nothing to add. Oh, actually, I will add one thing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to give a thumbs up. Be sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow it if you're watching on any of the other platforms. If you want to watch, I should say you can watch on Spotify and YouTube. If you're listening, you can give us a thumbs up on your platform of choice. And if your platform gives reviews like Apple Podcasts, we would love to hear some feedback. And if you want to drop a voice memo, eraser.gg forward slash podcast, send us a voice memo. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you once again for tuning in to Eraser Podcast. Bye-bye. Are you playing the music again? No, we're ending this. We're done. We're done.